You're listening to SuperPod, the no-filter MSP show presented by SuperOps.ai, where we go behind the scenes with today's top MSP owners and experts and get to know what they are really doing to evolve their business. Hey guys, um, it's me, Monica, and uh, welcome to SuperPod, the No Filter MSB show. And today we have on our uh, show uh, Colin Knox as our uh, guest speaker. He's well known in and around the global MSB ecosystem. He's an uh, he's a serial entrepreneur. Uh, he's the founder and CEO of Gradient MSB, which we're going to talk about. Um, he's the former CEO of Passportal and uh, XEL Professional Services that have been acquired now. And um, he's, he's one of the most influential and successful MSP executives. Um, so hi, Colin, and welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. So uh, did, I, did I miss miss out anything? Do you want to uh, add to uh, the introduction? I know I, I, I did like a quick no, you, introduction. No, you got it good. I mean, former MSP owner um, from founding to exit, um, founded Passportal, uh, led that company as CEO until we exited in, in 2019 to Solar Winds and yeah, as you said, now uh, going at it again and just started up Gradient MSP as a as a new tech platform here. Oh, nice, 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 and congratulations! Uh, Thanks. June twenty twenty one, right? That's when you yeah, launched. Yeah, that's that's the that's the official launch of the first offering. You bet. Nice, nice. So why don't you tell me about Gradient MSP? I'm I'm super curious. I looked at your website, and uh, um, if I'm not wrong. Uh, you, you're doing something with data and trying to kind of uh, help MSPs uh, build successful businesses, but uh, more information, what, what is it all about? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we, we had taken some time off after um, exiting with Passportal and, and, and SolarWinds there, and we kind of just observed the market for a little bit and realized that for ages, a lot of people and companies and, and organizations have been coaching and training and educating MSPs on how to grow their business. And then in many cases, um, kind of just leaving them to it or giving them the tools which would be successful possibly in, in leading to growing their businesses. And there's a lot of great tools out there, but kind of missing on some of the fact that, you know, like myself, I was kind of this accidental entrepreneur. I stumbled into owning an MSP and being a business owner, but I was nowhere near a business person. I didn't have a lot of that business acumen. And so a lot of learning came with that. And it didn't matter how many dashboarding systems we used, custom reports we reviewed, um, we still just weren't sure what to make of all of it. We weren't sure how to mm -hmm. let it inform our decisions or how to read it or interpret it properly. So um, data is so pivotal to MSPs. So we're, we're building together a technology platform here, which okay. um, at the end of the day is all about just helping MSPs make better decisions. It's about helping them understand the data, helping them make sure that the data that they're making decisions based on is clean, good data. Because much like anything, it's garbage in, garbage out. And right. if your PSA, which you know seems to be the root of all decisions and everything for an MSP, right. um, if that's 
plagued with, you know, erroneous records or mm -hmm. things of the past which are encumbering your ability to see clearly, then you're not going to make the best decisions possible. So right. we're building yeah. a, a platform which allows us to help MSPs get a better handle of that, help them mm -hmm. see their business a lot more clearly. And then at the mm -hmm. end of the day, we can help them make better decisions. Nice, nice. I think uh, I agree with you. Uh, when when it comes to data, there's there's a ton of data out there, and we, we, you know we're all using multiple tools, and each tool comes with its own, you know, baggage. If I if I may, absolutely. And then to kind of there's so much of noise actually, and to kind of pick the right signal signals, and then you know uh, decide that okay this is this is this is uh, good data this is what is going to influence my decision or this is what i'm going to base my decision on i think that's very crucial particularly if you want to grow your uh, business msp or not i think it's it's very yeah. very important yeah yeah, yeah. it's so, it's just so pivotal so yep yep uh, so is there like a turning point uh, you know uh, uh, a eureka moment when you decided okay this is uh this is this is like a pressing point i i and then you wake up one day and you decide okay i'm going to build a gradient msp was that like a moment you know what it partially i think we'd been observing we had been reading all through the msp subreddits reading and mm -hmm. listening to everybody on the msp facebook groups and mm -hmm. um read the book start with why by simon sinek which highly recommend to anybody and just a lot of flashbacks as to the struggles that I had trying to learn how to run and grow and operate a successful business, um, both as an MSP and a channel vendor, and wanting to see if there's a way that we could make it easier for people, make it, you know, a softer incline for them to be able to learn, understand, and then leverage something that uh, just just again helps them actually grow the business not just right. another solution to sell not just another solution right. to use um, right. to focus on one portion of, of their business mm -hmm. and what they have to do but you know just helping them tie all of that together and and you know almost being like a consultant but with zero consultancy and just leveraging okay. you know some intelligence and, and data to right. inform what they're doing so right right so uh just curious uh because you brought up uh, intelligence i'm curious is, is there is there an ai play in in uh this platform or is it going to be uh non-ai do you have an ai angle here i mean yeah so i think i think there's definitely an ai angle um i think that will start to unveil itself a little bit further you know, throughout the course of mm -hmm. this year and early into next year, because it's definitely not a, a short and quick path to building something Absolutely. like that. Um, yes. But, you know, I think I think the biggest thing is, is we're on a mission to create a level of data equality in the industry that there's been um, substantial inequity amongst MSPs about, mm -hmm. you know, not having access equally to all the insights right. on their own business, insights on the right. industry, how things are mm -hmm. performing, how things are working, so that they can use a lot of that information to guide what direction they go in. You know, there's yep. there's a lot of people, you know, that have made a lot of the mistakes already, blazing the path and blazing the trail. And so if there's a way that we can share, 
collectively what some of those mistakes were and help other people mm -hmm. learn or, or avoid those mistakes and instead focus on the items and, and steps that were taken to find success, right. I think we can right. accelerate the industry faster um, right. and make right. things happen. Right. So definitely there's some there's some deep learning involved. There's some, you know, collective intelligence and some artificial intelligence going on nice. Um, nice. as we come out with things. So yeah. Nice. So, so uh, if I if I get this right, so it's going to be a single source of truth in terms of data for MSPs, so that you know they can they can draw insights and then make uh, um, data driven uh, decisions to grow their business. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Right. That's that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So, <laughs> so um, this again kind of goes back to the question of. Um, uh, question around why um, gradient MSP. So I'm going to make it a little generic. So if I'm if I uh, want to start an MSP today, right, an MSP business today, yeah. uh, how do I decide? How do I decide whether it's a good time? Because we've had COVID and there's been a lot of chaos. Uh, yeah. You know, businesses are, you know, they're shutting shop and some businesses are just flourishing. So there's, there's just a lot of chaos out there. So if I want, if I decide that, okay, I want to start an MSP business, how do I know that this is the right time to do it? So I'll, I'll preface this with, with a belief that I don't think there's any good time to start a business. Okay. Like, you know, <laughs> okay. it, I've seen people that have started businesses in the middle of economic booms where everything's just amazing and they've, mm -hmm. you know, fizzled and failed. I've seen businesses sure. that have started, including some of my own, during recessions mm -hmm. and economic recessions that have just mm -hmm. flourished. So I think that the biggest thing is being confident in the business concept that you're looking to launch, being confident in the strategy and the plan that you've put together understanding what your unique selling proposition or your strategic advantage or differentiator is. Right. And at that right. point, then, you know what, there's, there's no bad time to start a business. Because Absolutely. if you're coming yes. to market with a solution that solves a true problem, that right. hits on a key pain point that people are experiencing with a unique approach, um, I think there's anybody would be interested, right? If, if you're hitting to right. those to those core facets of why anybody makes a buying decision which at the very right. root is to make more money you know reduce right. their risk or or increase right. value to them or their customers then right. i think you know there's there's an opportunity that exists there so um yeah i think opportunistically right now the world mm -hmm. hasn't needed it and technology ever as much as it needs it today the rate of growth Absolutely. of data the, the the rate at which you know slammed from one day to the next that everybody was a remote workforce and having to leverage right. different collaboration tools and remote access right. tools and yes. you know um disparate security bubbles and and everything else i think it's it's so pivotal for it to be at the center of every business today and you know we totally, said it a yes. long time ago that MSPs run the world of business because they run the technology that business depends on. And that's yes. never been more true than, than today. So I think, yes, it's a good opportunity. It's a, it's a good time, okay. but at the same time, 
if you're coming out with something that's just the same as everything that's been done and you think it's, yeah. you know, maybe a little bit of a lower price or mm -hmm. a slightly faster service, that's not going to mm -hmm. cut it today because that's just the table stakes. So, um, yeah, I think if you're going to embark on that journey, make sure that you have something unique, something that really just raises the eyebrow and makes people think twice about, you know, why they would hire you. Why? Yes, yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. I think I, the, the, the part where you talked about, uh, you know, uh, there's no good or bad time to start a business. It's all about uh, finding uh, the why and uh, what you want to build and how it's going to, uh, you know, deliver a promising service or a product to your audience. So you're absolutely right. I think uh, as, as a company, we were also, you know, I think we were also on the similar lines because, uh, you know, COVID hit and then uh, we were wondering whether we should really, you know, take off right now or, we, you know, whether we should, you know, put it on hold for a while. But then we thought, hey, we're building a mission critical product. And uh, right now, the IT industry is just flourishing because it's an opportunity, like you said, mm -hmm. right? It's an opportunity and IT is critical for any business to run and people are going remote so we thought yes this we, we, we're building a, a, a mission critical uh, product so i think this would be uh, the right time there's no bad time there is there's always uh, opportunity yeah yeah but what what are some of the challenges that i should be that that i should be wary about you know when when i uh, when i think about starting an msp business of course um, everything yes. aside you know yeah I think there's a lot of it, right? It's, it's, you know, understanding, can you carry the full load of, of all the service delivery of all the backend administration, the bookkeeping, the, the business development, the marketing, marketing, the sales, or do you need help with that? Do you need to find or, or recruit a partner or an employee to help with that. I mean, there's always challenges when it comes to the financial aspect and making sure you have the runway. There's, you know, the challenges in fine tuning your, your sales pitch and, mm -hmm. and getting attention and getting meetings when you're starting from right. scratch. But I think that's where the passion and the conviction of why you started this in the beginning and in the first place is mm -hmm. is so important because if you don't have that you're going to have a lot of people not returning or answering your calls that are right, not willing right. to accept a meeting with you right. uh, or if they do that just aren't willing to go with your services so you have to kind of push beyond that and have the have the determination to right. take every no that feeds for you more passion to get that first yes um, so I think that's the biggest challenge is, is getting your first client, getting them in the first door time. and being able to start right. proving yourself with that one company that took a chance on you and then leveraging right. them for that kind of social proof and endorsement to move forward. Right. Um, right. You know, as you as you get past that stage, it's the challenge of recruiting because, mm -hmm. you know, you think about any time that you've gone and looked for a job. How wary were you of taking a job where you're the first employee right. to join a company right. or one of the yeah. first few, because you don't right. have that confidence of stability and, and right. you know, structure that other large businesses or the businesses you've worked at in the past have had. So, you know, at that point, it's, it's rallying and getting the confidence of not people to just hire you, but people to join you as well. 
um, right. which are all able to be overcome and people do it every day, but it's kind of two, two components at the beginning there, which need a lot of that focus. And, and that's really where a lot of the passion has to come into play. Right. I agree. Uh, so I, I just want to, I just want to uh, narrow down on, on these two points. So one is uh, getting your first client, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, so, so most, so most of these um, uh, meetings and all of that happen in person, right? At least before COVID. Now that you know, there's, there's like social distancing, like, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know, and all of that remote work and all of that stuff. Uh, what is something that I can do to to uh, get that first meeting? It's it's not in person. That I don't have the opportunity to actually uh, showcase. Uh, uh, myself, my brand, and what I want to deliver in in person. So, what is that one thing that I can probably do to to uh, handle that, to tackle that? Yeah. So I think there's there's a few components that come into play with it. One is for people to find you, and for people to, before somebody will even agree to a meeting, they're going to want to check you out a little bit, right? So make right. sure that what's publicly visible about you or your organization. Mm -hmm is mm -hmm. top notch, right? Make sure your LinkedIn right. profile is public and available and you have a good professional picture there. Make sure that it highlights your expertise and your experience. Make sure you have endorsements on there. Make sure it doesn't mm -hmm. look like you've worked at multiple places for one year at a time and you're constantly right. shifting or shaping. A lot of the decisions and, and factors that would come into play of why you would hire somebody or what you would judge about somebody you're considering hiring either as mm -hmm. a consultant mm -hmm. or as an employee, you know, Correct. put that into consideration, invest a little money in having a good logo, a good website that looks nice, that shares the outcomes that you believe you can deliver. Correct. So make sure you have all of that. And then once that stuff's all in place, make sure that you can just leverage the heck out of your network, right? Contact your Correct. friends, contact your family, ask for introductions. They don't have to endorse you just make an introduction to somebody, Correct. you know, yes. make that handoff that, Hey, I don't know what their service is like. I don't know mm -hmm. how good they are, but they're a friend of mine as a personal character witness. They're excellent. Mm -hmm. You know, I really like them. Will you have a meeting with them? Get somebody right. else to sell you on that meeting and leverage mm -hmm. it so hard so that you get the meeting and then be personable, be passionate, be outgoing, but not right. over the top because they'll think that you took something maybe before the meeting that influenced that. But I think that, that that's really what it comes down to is, is leveraging your network, making sure that what's publicly visible about you and your company looks good and looks like quality, right. because that's right. the first perception that they'll have of you before deciding to take a few minutes to meet with you. And then Correct. be respectful of their time, right? Mm -mm. Don't just yeah. expect that they're willing to spend 30 minutes to an hour with you to chit chat right. about whatever. They don't know you. They want right. to just find out quickly what it is you can do for them and how it's going to make them look like the champion. So right. if you can highlight on those, hit hit that off, you know, really heavy, build some initial rapport and then follow up, right? It's it's not yes. a one and done and wait for them to get back to you. It's setting right. the stage for right. the next steps. Yes, yes. I think that's a spot on. I think I, I, I agree with uh, a lot of what you said. I think what stands out is the time part because uh, I think it's crucial. You just can't take the other person for granted because time, money, they're super valuable and you don't want them, you know, leaving the room thinking, hey, I just wasted 30 minutes of my mm -hmm. time over nothing, right? Absolutely. Got it, got it. 
Yes. So, so the second part of this uh, is getting your first hire, right? So it's, it's one thing to convince uh, someone to, to meet you and uh, you know where you can kind of talk about your uh, your service, what you what you want to deliver, how you can help them, things like that. That's that's one side. But what about uh, convincing or getting that first person to believe in what you're doing, so they can you know join your organization and help yeah. you build that team and help you deliver sub deliver the service. So what do I do there? I think this is where it's so important to understand your why, understand your purpose, your mission, why you're doing what you're doing and what you're looking to solve in the world or in your local, you know, region, because that's the vision that they need to buy into. And then they need to buy into the fact that they believe you're the person that can lead any amount of people as a team to achieve it. Um, So if you have that and you can convey that and, and you've got the confidence and you earn their confidence and they believe in what you're trying to do, then that's great. I think your first hire is probably never going to be your, you know, the top manager or, or always the best person. And sometimes you need to realize that I'm expecting someone to take a chance on me. So I should probably be willing to take a chance on someone else because let's face it, when you look for job applications, people are not going to be flooding you with resumes as a brand new organization with, you know, no past, no history, no employees, anything like that. So, you know, look look for some of those diamonds in the rough. Look for some of those people who maybe society, you know, hasn't traditionally accepted for whatever reason, right? Um, and, and give them an opportunity with your business to try things out and see. Because a lot of the people, whether it's new graduates, you know, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of organizations won't bring on new graduates because they want right, them to yes. have some experience and they don't want to make the right. investment training them. So whether it's looking right. at new graduates, maybe it's looking at people who have just, you know, come to your country or whatever else, and they're looking to establish the first job of their career in mm-hmm you know, the US and Canada, whatever country mm-hmm. you're in, in Europe or anywhere in the world, right? right? Because there's always that concern of, do they understand how the local culture is? Do they, did they do right. things differently? Anything mm-hmm. else? So taking that chance and, and, you know, giving people the opportunity to prove themselves as much as you're expecting somebody to give you the opportunity to prove exactly. yourself with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so right. I think that's, that's the biggest thing. And it, it's worked out amazing for me over my career and getting people that, you know, struggled getting jobs, sometimes even struggled keeping jobs to be the first few hires at my business and and putting that belief and confidence in them actually helped them thrive with the organizations that I ran. And they did turn into some of the best employees we had. So brilliant, brilliant. So do you remember uh, the the first uh, hire you made the, the first good hire you made and you were happy about it? Do you remember that? Yeah, back at my MSP, the very first hire, I mean, we did the interviews at a coffee shop because we didn't have an office. It was just me. Um, Uh He was he was a gentleman who had just immigrated to Canada. I'm out of Canada. People couldn't tell from what I sound like, but uh, (laughs) uh, he just immigrated here from Brazil. And, you know, he had worked really hard to learn English and Mm -hmm. it was still kind of broken, but you could tell that he was brilliant. But he had been here for a while and nobody was hiring him because they just weren't sure. Um, So we hired him and just 
his his work ethic, his determination, his his sheer brilliance, and and he picked everything up so fast that, yeah, he was he was a trooper yeah. for our company and and did amazing things yeah. for a number of years with us. So, um, yeah, that's it's. I just I think so many people don't get given the opportunities that they should, and, right. and so, um, and it's it's a shame because, it ends up probably costing a lot of employers what could be their best yeah. employees. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I think uh, I think it's it's important to uh, to to take that chance on someone, just like I would expect somebody to take uh, a chance. For me. So yes. Yes. That's that's right. Nice. Nice. So we so so we've covered. We've talked about uh, starting uh, an MSP, right? Now, what yeah. about? The next stage is now I've started the MSP and I'm looking at growing uh, my business. So what are some of the crucial <laughs> stages that I should be that I should be uh, thinking about, uh, you know, the growth stages uh, that I should be thinking about in my yeah. MSP business? I think there's there's a number of, of things that you should be thinking about as you're growing and, and the different things, right? The first is understanding the different kind of revenue plateaus that you're going to hit, especially as an MSP is mm-hmm. there's that, that challenge to hit the first 500,000, then the first million, and then you kind of your second million and then kind of jumps up to the fifth and, and from there. So understanding what their hurdles are, you have to get to. And then at the same time, understanding what investments you need to make in your business to help achieve those and make sure you can mm-hmm. do it in, in a profitable manner. So how right. can you be as lean and efficient as possible to achieve those, right. but yet still investing what's going to be needed so that it supports the growth um, to those levels. Right. So, you know, right. initially it's very difficult for one person to grow their own business as a sole proprietor right. to 500,000 in revenue. You're going to need more technical yeah. help or you're going right. to need business development help. Um, so making those hires early on uh, and making that sacrifice to get there initially and, and kind of as you get there, then realizing that, you know, as you hit that million dollar range, you've got now a team of technicians where you can't keep growing at that same level and developing Correct. a business yes. and planning for the future and everything yeah. if you don't have a management structure in place. So, Correct. you know, whether you're promoting somebody or hiring somebody to manage mm-hmm. and lead part of that team so that you can focus on some other functions of the business and be about the business and not so stuck in the business. So there's a number of, of kind of milestones along the way um, that, you know, all the information's out there and, and with the wealth of peer groups in our industry, you can help understand those, but those are definitely the first few. Right, right. I think, uh, I think the MSP uh, community as such, I, uh, I like how the how the dynamics within the MSP community is there's a lot of peer to peer learning. So there's always something that you can learn from a fellow uh, MSP uh, owner. So I think and and that's, and that's made possible only because of how uh, beautiful the dynamics are within this uh, community. Ha, yes. So I know we've kind of reached the um, almost the end of this uh, show, but but I I know this is a surprise element. I didn't want to tell it to you uh, ahead of time, so we have uh, a few rapid fire questions. No thinking, sure. no peeking. Just <laughs> quickly answer them. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what's your biggest MSP pet peeve? 
Uh, my biggest MSP pet peeve would probably be that so many MSPs just don't answer the phone. They work so hard to generate interest, <laughs> right. generate leads, right. you know, try to grow their business. And then when people do call, they don't respond in a timely manner because they're so busy doing everything else. So number one right. pet peeve would be that they just don't answer the phone. Okay. Okay. So, uh, okay. What's the number one uh, productivity hack that you swear by? Um, interesting. I think... Um, Right now, for me, leading an organization, it's it's creating um, kind of a focus area a day. So I can't focus mm -hmm. on 18 things every single day. Um, mm -hmm. So I kind of break my my weeks up into kind of four hour chunks of this is nice. when I'll focus on product. This is when I would focus on, you know, success. This is when I would focus on finance, on operations, on business development and things mm -hmm. like that. So I think that's number one for me because it gives me the chance to just focus down and be as effective and productive for that even shorter period of time than so much distraction right. throughout the week. Perfect, perfect. All right, so uh, what's, uh, what's the one resource uh, you would recommend? You can't say start with the why, anything else. Number one resource I would recommend is uh, yes. probably join a peer group. Doesn't matter okay. which peer group it is, um, but I, I think the greatest source of learnings from from an MSP or business owner standpoint is to participate okay. in a group of your peers who some you can give back to if you've advanced beyond them and some that are part of that group that are beyond where you have so that you can have that right. foresight and that forethought um, as mm -hmm. to what to expect. And I think that's just it's so valuable to be able to get that insight and to be able to give back at the same time, so. Right, right, perfect. Okay, uh, the next one is German Shepherd or Golden Retriever? German Shepherd, actually, I just have a German ah, Shepherd okay. copy that we got. Okay, like a okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, all right, this is the last uh, question, probably not so much of a rapid fire question, but if you have to recommend someone uh, you'd like for us to bring on the show next as our guest, who would it be? Who would it be? I'm not sure who you've had on the show before. Um, I've had some great conversations with Mark Copeman, if he's been on the okay. show um, okay, or not. Um, or I'd say Chris Weiser. He's he's putting out some great content lately, and we uh, just we just got him on our show, and yeah, we just published his awesome. uh, podcast. Yep, yeah, yep. excellent, awesome. Right. All right, thank you, thank you so much, uh, Colin. It was great speaking to you, and I had a wonderful time uh, today. Um, and I and I hope to see you uh, again on the show sometime. Absolutely. You too. Thanks a lot, Monica. All right. Thank you. Right. Bye. Bye. Cheers.